0: We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balaszewski says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balaszewski. Hello, my friends. I'm so honored to be spending a part of our day together here on Empower Radio and Journey to Center. So we are going to be addressing a couple of very significant relationships, and some very big questions. What is the purpose of life? And what happens to those we love when they die? And, you know, what happens to us when we die? I've been having a lot of these conversations lately with people who have had near-death experiences and then come back to talk about it. What I love is what they all seem to have in common, that we are from love, learning about love, and going back home to love. Today, we're going to be having another very compelling conversation about life and death from a slightly different perspective. We are here with accomplished author and medical doctor Elisa Medhus. Dr. Medhus never believed in life after death. She was raised by two confirmed and devout atheists and firmly placed her faith in science. All of that changed after her 20-year-old son Eric took his own life and then reached out to her from the other side. Her most recent book, My Life After Death, a memoir from heaven, began on the tragic day when Eric died. What follows is a moment by moment account of the spiritual life he discovers on the other side, told for the very first time in his own words as channeled by medium Jamie Butler and then transcribed by his mother, Elisa. Some of the questions addressed and answered in this book include, what does it feel like to die? What is it like to become a spirit? Why and how do spirits communicate with the living? And is there a heaven? Ultimately, Eric's story provides the answers that will help readers find solace and remove the fears surrounding death, showing that love has no boundaries and that life does not truly end. Today, we'll also be joined by Channel medium, Kim Babcock. Kim is a 32-year-old army wife, farm girl, and mother of two from Ohio. She has a background in physical therapy that she quickly outgrew when she started to listen to what was going on within and around her. Kim now knows her true purpose and intention, which is to give life to voices and spirits from the other side. Kim has been doing readings for four years and recently opened a metaphysical bookstore called Serenity Mind, Body, Spirit, LLC. Kim is connected with Elisa and her son, Eric, and has taken her mind to places she never thought possible. Today, she says she's committed to working with Eric, is honored to be a student, and to give him human voice in the world, with his mother's permission, of course. So thank you, Elisa and Kim, for being here today on Journey to Center. Thank you, Tammy. Yes, it's my pleasure. So Dr. Medhus, I know Jamie helped you write this book, And today we're here with Kim. So can you tell me a little bit about these relationships and how Kim is helping you further this relationship with your son?
1: Well, Eric uh, likes to speak through various mediums because each one uh, shows off a little different uh, facet of his personality, which is very big. He's got a big personality, right, Kim?
2: (laughs) That he does, for sure. And,
1: And Jamie wants to back away from mediumship and redefine herself as a teacher, teaching spiritual uh, matters with a science bent. So she's moving away from that. And I did auditions. I auditioned several mediums, and Kim came up on top. Thank and she's you. just wonderful, the way she clearly channels Eric. And she puts up with him, too, And his curse words. That's good, Kim. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he's a lot of fun. He's taught me a lot in, in a little amount of time.
0: Yeah, I... Uh, was on, is it your website or your blog where you have the video of Kim, Dr. Mendes
1: uh, I, I think it's on the YouTube. Uh, it's on my YouTube channel, Channeling Eric YouTube channel, but it's also on the blog. Yes.
0: Okay. So I was on there watching that, Kim, and your energy is so gentle and so um, sweet. You're so um, beautiful inside and out. Aww. And it was well, kind of you. fun to watch you channel Eric because he does drop some F-bombs and has some curse words, and I, I get the sense that's not something you're necessarily really comfortable with.
2: Well, right. Growing up, you know, my parents never let us uh, use cuss words, and uh, you know, we're very uncomfortable with that, and just as I grow in my mediumship, uh, especially in my relationship with Eric, he's really taught me, you know, it's the energy put behind the word that makes it good or bad. So, he's again, you know, he, he might use Certain vocabulary that makes me uncomfortable, but it's also his way of helping me grow. So I've kind of started to, um, uh, you know, paint my uh, vocabulary a little more colorful myself, just (laughs) in realizing that you know it's it's only meant uh, it's the intentions behind it. So, um, so yeah, he's definitely gotten me to loosen up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I do feel like growth does include stretching out of our comfort zone, and. it's not always comfortable
2: (laughs) right absolutely
0: so I would love to hear from either of you whoever this resonates for to talk a little bit more about what happens when a loved one physically dies or we physically die can you talk a little bit about what happens when we drop this um, body of ours on and the physical world what happens next
1: well is
2: Eric there to answer that question Kim um, he
0: is. I've, I've been kind of asking him
2: to uh, show up and stick around. <laughs> so, oh, hi, Eric. How are you, sweetie? I love you. He's, he says, I'm good, mama. And he blows you a kiss. Mm. Um, he, he's cupping his hand around his ear. So he's asking for the question again. Um, so if Absolutely. I repeat the question correctly, the question sure. is,
0: um, what happens when we transition, what happens when we drop our bodies or when someone we love drops their bodies and transitions to the other side of the veil?
2: He says for the most part, it's, it's a smooth transition,
0: whether it looks like it or
2: not. Um, he says, you know, to the human eye, sometimes it might not look like it was smooth. If somebody died in a fiery car accident, it doesn't look smooth. He says, but more often than not, he says, transitions are smooth they're easy they're a lot easier than you'd think because you're going back to and you're going back through love he says so for the most part you don't suffer you don't hurt it's very it's very quick but he also says it's what you need it to be so there are times where you might feel pain or you might feel um, separated from yourself and he says that's be- that's to give you perspective to help you learn he says, but for the most part, what does it feel like to die? He's like, it's he's like, it's easy. It feels good. Kind of like jumps up, like shrug, shrugs his shoulders and throws his hands up. I love
0: hearing that. And I believe it's true. It's like going home. And I've heard other people say that. No, death is gentle compared to life, giving birth. Now that's violent. <laughs> Coming into this world as a baby, that's far more um, painful and challenging than exiting. So it yeah, seems like he would agree with that.
2: He is. He's responding. He says um, being born into the physical, he says that's actually the reverse. He says you might see it as a physical life. That's what we're uh, conditioned to think, that it's physical life. He says, but it's it's more like a death. Like physicalness is more deathly. It's less alive than spiritualness, spiritual existence.
0: Hmm. That does resonate as true for me. Um, so something else I have, um, read about and, and heard about a lot as people or after they transition is something called life reviews. Now, does everybody go through that? And, and can you tell me more about what this life review is?
2: He, he goes, ah, yes. And he sticks his finger up. He says, um, life reviews, um, do happen for everybody for the most part. It's almost like he's saying um, it has to be for two reasons. He says, first of all, it it has to happen to bring you perspective. He says, because how the hell else can you grow if you don't have perspective? You don't grow. So he says that's the main reason why you have to go through a life review is to, to gain perspective so that you can grow from that perspective. He says but also, it, it's like, it's something that you have to ask for. It's not just automatically given to you, but he's like, you're in this place and you're realizing your spirit now. You're in a completely different state of existence. And he says, that's what you want. You want perspective when you're there. That's like one of the first, he says, it's one of the first thoughts of consciousness in spirituality um, is... I want that perspective. I want that review. I need to review. Like that's where people go pretty quickly, he says, but it's
0: like the review
2: has to be asked for.
0: Well, and that's interesting. I wasn't aware of that, but something that has occurred to me as I meditate and ask these questions is that we do see things from a much higher altitude and maybe that's another way of saying perspective. Is that accurate?
2: he, he's like, kind of, he's like, what do you mean by higher altitude? Like, like your vision, what you see?
0: Yeah. Just that you see things and perceive things from a different perspective. Like if you're in a high rise condominium on planet earth, it seems like we're in kind of these lower um, dimensions. Like we see things from a lower perspective, but as we transition, we see things like, ah, I understand. I understand the consequence of my um, behavior and actions and um, I, I sense uh, how other people felt, like this ripple effect. We're able to get a sense of that ripple effect and how our actions have influenced and affected other people. We see things from just a higher, higher place.
2: He says, exactly, exactly. He's going, yeah, yeah. And he keeps using the word aerial view. It's like you have an aerial view of yes, watching your that. whole life. He's like, Yeah, it's exactly. more objective.
0: Yes, exactly. objective and altitude. And I love the word Um, Aerial view. (laughs) That's fantastic. He says thank you. (laughs) So another thing I read about in your book, Dr. Medhu's, that I think is very interesting, and I'm looking forward to getting into a little bit more, is that we have jobs on the other side. We're not just going into like spiritual retirement. There's there's things there's there's things that we're still doing and experiencing and learning and and helping with. Can we talk a little bit more about that?
1: Well, I tell you what I. When I pass over, there is a lazy boy with my name on it. <laughs> I don't want to do anything for a long time. But yes, there are jobs. Eric is a spirit guide, and he can talk a little bit about that. That's very common. It's almost like taxi cabs in New York, he says, New York City. Um, so, uh, But some are healers. Uh, some help incoming spirits um, get that objective uh, perspective of their life and compare it to the other lives, um, their other incarnations and uh, establish connections and understanding and causes and effects and, and so on. And uh, some are teachers. Um, so there are all sorts of jobs. There, there's no bankers because there's no money. There's no grocers because there's no grocery store. So the things that we uh, need as humans uh, hospitals, etc., they don't have that there. But Eric, you want to tell them a little bit about what it's like to be a spirit guide or anything about the other jobs there where you
2: are? He he puts his hand on his chest and he says absolutely. Um, he's putting his hand on his chest to show gratitude. He says he's grateful to be called um, a guide. That That's very important to him, he says. He says for him, the way that it works and the way that he says he likes it best, is he, he, he says, I have the foresight so I can go and help ahead of time when I see situations, um, if I need to intervene, if I need to help, if I need to help steer somebody or guide somebody. He says, but the best part is if it's out of my hands or out of my understanding, the, the information is still there. I can go access it, he says. It's just you have to be able to alter your existence and be softer to hear the information that you need. He says, like, soften your energy to, um, to become one or to, to gather the information that you need, and then you can go take that um, information to that circumstance. So he says it, it, it's never really um, out of your hands to help. He says it's never really out of touch. You're never really out of touch. It's just... Um, you have to go and get information sometimes. And like like a delivery man, he says, he goes like a delivery man, like he'll go and access information and then he'll deliver it to that circumstance or that person. Yeah. He says, but he's, he keeps expressing, he says, I'm incredibly grateful to be able to do what I do because he says, um, he, says he, has, he makes me feel like his vibration is very, very high. So to me, that feels like angelic status but he says he's been uh, given permission to be human, humanly connected or more earthbound or more connected to um, earth planes and people. So yes. he, he feels like um, he definitely keeps giving the analogy of a delivery guy. Like he'll go to a higher dimension and then he'll come back delivering gotcha. information.
0: Yeah, uh, a sense that I get him is that you are um close to him on this side of the veil and he's close to you on the other side of the veil and it's like creating this bridge between the worlds that helps everybody that wants help absolutely something he- else i read about that i really really loved and totally relate to and agree with it is um some people here on planet earth have a much tougher time of it than others and i could really relate when he was talking about having a past incarnation as a butterfly that he had the sense of community and that he had wings and he could fly and i feel like that sometimes it's like it's so strange to be on this planet with so much gravity and not be able to fly i sleep a lot and i'm always flying in my dreams and it's hard to come back to this dimension but it seems like certain people really struggle and suffer more than others maybe because of past experiences And then maybe because of their agreements about what they're doing here this time. So, Kim, can you talk a little bit more, have Eric talk a little bit more about this? Sure. Um,
2: He says there's a couple things he wants to uh, shed light on. Um, He's like, which one do you think is more important? Where do you want to start? So I'll leave that up to him. Um, Awesome. The most important thing, he says, you know, when you look at your life and decide, you know, these people have it more rough than these people, he kind of throws a question back at you. He says, but is that because they choose to? Mm -hmm. He says, no, I'm not trying to point fingers or make anybody feel bad, but he goes, think about it. He said, some people choose to hold on to their shit. Mm -hmm. Some people choose to hold on to their garbage. They don't want to fucking let go of it. He says... That's a hard that's a hard task to achieve to be able to let go of feeling victimized by things you've get, gone through. He says, Jesus Christ, even if it was 10 years ago, he's like, some people can't let go of it. So that continues to, to drag through their lifetime with them. It's mm-hmm. like almost, he's like, again, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like the victim role. They play the victim. Mm-hmm. He says, but then also... It's what you need to learn. If there are some people that just fly by, just cruise through life, you know, life's easy from beginning to end, he says, you have to look at their personality too. He says, they, first of all, they choose that. They choose to drop things and let things go easier. And then he just kind of stopped in in the middle of a sentence. He says, you choose your reality. He says, you truly it do.
0: It doesn't feel like it when we're here, but it is a dimension of free will and choice. And it is, it's, um, it can be very strange and very confusing. You know, it doesn't feel like a choice when we're entrenched in that victim consciousness. I struggled a lot with um, depression and it didn't feel like a choice. And I know Eric suffered from bipolar and it probably didn't feel like a choice. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, he says, because, you know, I asked him, I said, well, explain to me why we go through through things that we don't choose or we feel like is out of our control or, like, this displacement dynamic. Like, you know, I'm displaced from myself because of bipolar or uh, whatever it is. And and he says, um, and he uses air quotes, he says, certain things happen to you um, or become a part of you to, again, bring you perspective and to teach you, he says. He says, it it may not always be easy. It may not always seem like it's good. He says, but it's truly all about perspective because the wider, he says, panoramic, he says, the wider your shot is, the more growth you can achieve. He says, that's why we're all here in the first place is because we need to grow. Mm -hmm. So he says, um, going through things that you don't feel like you've chosen is because you have to gain perspective from that. He says that that's where the growth comes from. We're truly, he just repeats. We're truly all here for, he says for growth. And then he said, he put his hand on his chest and said, respect.
0: I (laughs) love that. I totally agree. Um, Something he wrote about in the book, something I teach about. Somebody asked me the other day, what my job is. And I have a lot of quote unquote jobs from the ego perspective. But I think my um, greatest intention and purpose is to help people like themselves, to help people love themselves, to help people cultivate compassion for themselves. And something that Eric wrote in your book, My Life After Death, Dr. Medhus, is that the most important thing we can do to make the world a better place, first and foremost, includes loving ourselves. So can he speak a little bit more to that?
2: Yeah, he um, his energy softens big time uh, when you talk about this, and he really likes what you say about um, compassion with yourself. Mm-hmm. He says his voice is so soft right now, so he's just trying to convey that he's he's being genuine and passionate. Um, he says people don't understand how important that is. To, he says people are so impatient with ourselves and so critical, and there's no compassion for self He says. Um, when you don't have compassion, when you don't have self-love, you do everything else. It's like you're, you're living to serve other people. You're not even living your own purpose or your own life story. He says, you truly become disembodied. You become separated from yourself and from your purpose. He goes, that's. He goes, first of all, that's fucked up. Second of all, that's where confusion sets in and chaos sets in. Um, when you're not completely 100% comfortable in your own skin. And he's, he's actually talking about himself and his life, what he went through, not f- saying that he didn't feel comfortable in his own skin um, and not enough self... He says comfort. He doesn't call it for himself self-love or compassion. He says, I just didn't feel comfortable mm-hmm. with myself at and That's time. so true. And being who I was, he says... I just didn't feel comfortable. So then he says, when you don't feel comfortable being yourself, when you're around other people, then you start to do what you think they would like or yes. start to figure out what society wants and you be that instead.
0: You start conforming yourself. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he says, that's where you really start to fall off the path. And then he's what? like, and then that opens up the doorway for disease. And he's talking about like depression, um, bipolar, because again you're not you're not living for yourself he says you just let every other everything else affect you
0: and and this has been my personal learning my personal path and now my teaching is about loving yourself because i think that lines us up with our soul it's how we find our authentic shape in the world and i think when we do we're not contorting ourselves to fit into somebody else's puzzle we find our shape we connect with other people we attract other opportunities that that are an easy natural fit we are comfortable in our skin so i really like hearing this from his perspective and with his words so i I appreciate this so much i'm loving this conversation can i add one more thing
2: yes he says um when when you choose to love yourself no matter what anybody else thinks does or says or anything he says when you just walk and you choose to love yourself and you let people know that you're okay with who you are and your faulty self. He says, lead by example. Like, that's the shit that's going <laughs> to change the world, he says.
0: Oh, you my just... God, I just got goosebumps because that's what I got when I was meditating. Yeah. Lead by example. Don't worry about being a teacher. Don't worry about being a healer. Just exactly your life is the example of your beliefs. which Exactly. That's consult, like what he's that's saying. That's exactly because... what I got. So that's that's magical. It's so true. He, it he sounds just, so he, simple. It sounds so yeah, easy. Yeah, that's <laughs> what he says.
2: Like, it's just going to be your own actions. He's like, that's the shit that's going to change the world. It's not going to be some big explosion, some big thing. He's like, it, it's truly people realizing and seeing other people loving themselves and being okay with who they are. And then, oh, well, I don't have to put on this facade. I could just drop all that baggage and just be me.
0: He's well, like, and, what's and so then it's beautiful says, about what you're saying, Kim and Eric. He when says, we do and that and then it's going to love other people with empathy and compassion even if they're flawed even if they're making mistakes even if they don't get it
2: right and he says he's pointing to you and he says and then he goes back to what you were talking about that creates the ripple effect Mm -hmm.
0: what are we rippling into the world I want it to be love
1: I hope so you know it's true you really have to love yourself first before you can really give love to other people
0: absolutely (sighs) I love this conversation. It's awesome. <laughs> Please I don't let it end. I'm in love with you people and souls <laughs> and spirits. So, Kim, real quickly, can you do a shout out to anybody that's like, oh my gosh, this woman's amazing? Can I get a reading from her? First of all, can they? And second of all, how can they get a hold of you? Oh,
2: okay. So, you're wanting me to give a shout out to somebody that I. Yes. Okay. My shout out has to go to Elisa. Um, the reason being is because. You know, through all of this and seeing this blog and everything, um, it still doesn't change the fact or shake the fact that you've gone through a devastating tragedy. True. And through all of the media and everything that's happening with the books and such, I, I just have to give you a shout-out. Like, I can't believe you're where you are, you know, oh, in what you've you. gone through. It blows thank my you. mind how you have gone through what you've gone through i mean this is a this isn't just a story this is real this is your reality and it for you to have completely changed it around and taught the world so much it's it's the most touching thing i've ever seen
1: oh well it's been very healing for me too and i do it for my boy for my baby
2: good good nice work on both your
1: so how do they contact you kim for a reading
2: um, the best way <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and do it the best way is my cell phone. Uh, my cell phone is my lifeline. Um, I have a Facebook page. it's just Kim Babcock. Uh, you can connect with me there um, Kim's Connection dot com is my website um, and then on my on my website there you can find my email and my my cell phone number. so um, right now I prefer text messages that's that's the easiest way for me to keep a thread, keep it. Keep it written somewhere so I can keep track of everybody.
0: Perfect. Thank you. My Life After Death, a memoir from heaven by Eric Medhus and Dr. Elisa Medhus. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Elisa. You are a blessing in my life. Thank you, Eric. This has been so magical, so amazing. Thank you. Life my
1: pleasure. Life. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Kim. Love Bye, Eric. I love Thank
0: you. <laughs> Onward and upward. See me at TammyBPhD.com. I love you people.
1: Oh, we love you too. Let's we
2: love you meet too. our mutual fan club.
0: <laughs> okay, people. Bye for
2: now. Bye. <laughs> right. Bye-bye.